Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You're going to see something this morning. It's a common feeling from people 2,000 years ago, and it's still going on today, and it has to do with Jesus' teaching. Notice, a belief that was common 2,000 years ago and today, here's what people back then in Jesus' time, he'll address it, still today. Good things happen to good people, and bad things happen to bad people. Well, that's not really true. Jesus, when he came to the earth the first time, had a lot of religious misconceptions to overcome and displace with the people around him. From at least the time of Lot, this belief that bad things happened only to bad or sinful people held sway among many people. Even today, lots of people hold to this belief, either subconsciously or even overtly. Pastor Mark will be teaching from the book of Luke where Jesus attacks this mindset. Jesus will be showing that living in a fallen world is why bad things happen. He will also be teaching that God is able to use bad events in people's lives to accomplish His will. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part one of his message, Repent and Be Fruitful. When you're hurt by somebody and, and they steal your money in your business, do I forgive them? Yes. Do I go back in business with them? No, stupid. Of course not. Of course not. Marriage. Am I going to go out and just do it again and not marry an unbeliever the next time? No, of course not. You're going to help, ask God to help you to do it right. So when I have that root of bitterness in my heart, it only if I'm the one in prison. And it affects you body, soul, and spirit. And there's no fruit. It's dying at the very root of who we are. Here's the next statement I want you to write. It's a hard one. Because we all get hurt. When we identify a problem like unforgiveness, the solution starts with repentance. You're not asking the person to repent. You're saying to God, I'm sorry, God, there's so little spiritual fruit in my life. I ask you to forgive me and help me to forgive this person. Blank line. You do that in the next few days, and good things are going to come into your life. You'll be at peace where you haven't been for so long. Say, will God really help me? Yes, he will. Life's too short to live in bitterness and unforgiveness because you're not living life. It's a miserable existence. Do it. Doesn't matter what they did. Do it and then ask God 
Get godly friends. Get away from those situations. Release that person. Now, what if they don't forgive me? That's their problem, not yours. If you mean it from your heart, God will give you the strength. It starts with repentance. Now, so first thing God's going to do is you mm, get down the roots, shake up the soil, see what's wrong there. Things are there. What's the second thing he's going to do? Tell me. Fertilizer. Now, what is that? Fertilizer. Pastor Mark, how are you going to make a spiritual application? Relax. It's going to be good. Now, here's spiritual. This is the fertilizer. This is the fertilizer. This is living. It's active. It's not nitrogen and, and all the other chemicals and stuff that goes in, phosphates and stuff like that, but it's living. Look at this. Jesus said this, Matthew 4, 4. It is written, man does not live on bread alone, physical things, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The Bible is our spiritual fertilizer that feeds my spirit. So what is it? What Satan knows this word is powerful, and that that fig tree not only needs to get some healthy stuff down to the roots and get those things out, but Satan knows it needs to be fertilized that's going to give it health and grow. This is living. It goes where it needs to go and changes people's lives. So what is the number one goal of Satan with this? To keep us from believing it and to keep us from learning and doing it. Watch what happens. Parable of the soils. You'll see it right on the overhead. It is so crystal clear. The seed, the Bible, fell among other thorns, representing those who hear God's word. So the seed falls into your life. The word of God falls. Like I said, you said you would believe Jesus this morning. Here it is. Jesus teaching this. He says, they hear God's word, but all too quickly, all too quickly, the message Keywords crowded out by the worries of this life, the busyness, the lure of wealth, the desire for other things. Read this line with me, all the campuses. So no fruit is produced. And it all goes back to where? See, the heart that it fell on was initially receptive. But then all those other things came and it crowded out this. When I read that, it reminded me of something I learned many, many years ago that changed my whole life. Your quiet time in the morning, 15, 20 minutes, is the fertilizer that will keep you and me healthy, spiritually growing, and fruitful. All you need is 10 or 15 minutes in the morning. Let me show you how that works. You say, Pastor Mark, I'm too busy. Yes, then you're too busy. It's crowded out the only fertilizer that's going to change your life. See, we're to live by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So in the morning, you get up. You go to the potty. Put some coffee on. Get alone in 10, 15, 20 minutes. Read a passage of scripture. Pray and listen to God. Remember, conversation is two-way. Pastor Mark, he'll never speak to me. He'll usually speak to you right out of the word of God. Has Jesus spoken to any of us this morning out of the word of God? Are you kidding me? You're going to leave here knowing one word. What? Repent. And he goes, hey, God, I don't want that thing down in my roots. Please, please, I'll get better. Here comes the fertilizer. And then what I do, 
often is I'll review yesterday. How did I do? If you're married, you quite often are reviewing yesterday because <laughs> we're so different people. Let me ask you this morning what a prayer looks like from a person here in Melbourne or Vier or Sebastian online that used to be in the word of God, but you're not in the word of God anymore. You used to come pretty regular to church and just because you had an extra hour you showed up this morning. By the way, I'm glad you're here. This should not be an option. This should be a requirement in your life that you want to be fed by God's word. So here's how I would pray this morning. God, I used to have a quiet time with you. By the way, you do that. We have, web, we have a website that has devotionals every day. You get Charles Stanley, Swindoll, a million people, Adrian Rogers. They have devotions all over the place. Just go to you version, and there's all kinds of devotions you can sign up for. God, I used to listen to your word. I used to really be into it, but I got away from it. And God, I ask you now, Tomorrow morning, Monday, the 7th, that you'd make this a priority in my Jesus be the center of my life. God, you help me tomorrow morning. Now, that's not for your spouse. That's not for your friend. That's for you. You're the fig tree. You need fertilizing. And that's where God, by the way, he does a little rooting while he's in there. And that's a good thing. But the issue is now, As you think about this, knowing and reading the word, spending time, it's not enough. Look what Jesus says. John 8, 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold, in other words, that means you read it, you obey it, and you apply it. If you hold to my teaching, then you are really my disciples. See, it doesn't do any good to just kind of check off. Well, I did my devotion, Pastor Mike, just like you told me. Great. What'd you get out of it? Well, I did my devotion. Thank you. No, it has to be challenging all of us. I have to be a doer of the word of God. He didn't give us. That's why I said to you this morning, Jesus is going to speak to you. It's great that you've listened. You've been an incredible audience to all of our campuses, but just listening isn't going to do it. When Jesus says, you need to repent or you will perish, it's not knowledge. Now I have to do something about it. And when he said, there's no fruit, then as a Christian or a little fruit, I need to actually do something about it, not just know it. I need to do something about it. God, just help me be a doer of the word. I'm repenting. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I want to have spiritual fruit impacting my world. Now, we started this morning with bad things happening to good people. In a few minutes, we're going to have communion. I want you to listen to me very closely. Don't move. Don't leave. This is huge. When bad things happen, let's remind ourselves. Who do most believe people, unbelievers, who do they blame? They blame God. Did anything bad ever happen to God? Yes, it did. God had to send his son, because he loved the world, to die on a cross. God sent Jesus, who was not a good person. He was a perfect person. And he took your sins. 
and he took my sins upon him. God suffered. Perfect God suffered because our sin on Jesus, who knew no sin, separated he and his son for the first time. And they've been living forever and there is no end. So when you think about that, you understand God then took something that was bad in his life and it turned around to be good for who? Every single one of us. That which was bad for God, Jesus dying on a cross, horrible, his only son, only, became good for you and me because now we can do what? Be forgiven. (laughs) In this room, In Vieira, Sebastian, there's nobody in here who would say this. Pastor Mark, I really care. Look at this verse. I, I gave it to you earlier. Then we're going to pray and have communion. Jesus, that's why I say you will die in your sins. Unless you believe that, believe that I am who I am and claim to be, you will die in your sins. There's nobody in this room in their right mind. Nobody in this room in their right mind anywhere would say, Pastor Mark, I'm fine dying in my sins and going to hell. There's nobody. Now, you make fun and say, oh, yeah, ask me, ask me. Down inside, you know that's not you. You definitely don't want to go there. So this morning, I'm going to give you a chance, maybe for the first time, to repent and believe in Jesus Christ. And you're going to have to pray a prayer. And I'm going to ask you in a moment just to stand wherever you are at every campus when we bow our heads. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer where you're going to see. Some of you walked away from God. You you, you were following God and you kind of got sidelined and off you go. You need to come home today. Get it right. Ask God to help you. Let's bow our heads. Father, thanks. Thanks for truth. Wow. You spoke to every single one of us this morning. We want to be fruitful. We want to make you look good. It all starts with repentance. The very first step. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor Mark, if you're watching online, you can call the number on the screen right now. This is it Pastor Mark from Sebastian and Vera here in Melbourne? I'd like to leave this building a follower of Jesus Christ. I'd like to make a 180 degree turn and ask God to help me. I want to go to heaven when I die. I want my sins forgiven. If you want to pray that prayer with me quietly in your seat, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. And I'm going to take 30 seconds and then I'm moving on. You already know if it's you. If you need to come back to Christ, you know it's you. All I'm going to ask you to do is to stand and I'm going to lead you in a prayer. People's eyes are, are closed. They're praying for you this morning to either come back to Christ or to make a commitment for the very first time. Would you just stand wherever you're at, all over our campuses, out in the commons, the cafeteria, the balcony. Just stand right now. Just stand right now. Say, Pastor Mark, I want to pray that prayer with you right now. Yes. Others. Yes. 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 Others. Yes. Right now. Don't debate it. God's spoken to you in the balcony. God has spoken to you right now. Will you absolutely say to God, thank you, thank you. Vera, stand where you're at right now, not later. Today is a day of salvation. Let's get it right with God. Sebastian, be bold enough to stand right now. 10 more seconds and I'm done. Is that you? Don't leave this morning. Do not leave this morning without peace and forgiveness for God. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I know it's the right thing to do, but I'm going to wait. Horrible lie from Satan. You have no idea when the next time God will speak to your heart. Anyone else? Thank you. Anyone else? You stand. 
All right, if you're standing at our campuses, Sebastian Vieira here, pray this prayer with me right now. Dear God, thanks for changing my heart. I now realize I am a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me. I repent of my sins today. I believe, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. And today, I receive by faith your forgiveness. I'm born again. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm a son or a daughter of God. Thanks for changing my life this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If Jesus was teaching this morning, right here, instead of me, it was Jesus. Would you listen? Okay, there's seven of you that would. <laughs> Jesus come down and get you, baby, if you... T- Seriously, would you listen? Yes. Absolutely. Well, you know, this morning, he's speaking to you. As I teach, these are Jesus' words. Really happened. And it's to you in your heart. It's not some off somewhere. It has great application for us this morning. So I want you to listen. This is Jesus. His words, you'll see it all through this passage. It's so powerful. Now, as we go through, one of the things Jesus is going to talk about today, from his lips, not mine, although you hear it from me, he's going to talk about a word we don't like. It's called repent. We think it's a negative word, but it's not a negative word. It's a very positive word. If you're a parent, you know, you had your child, a three, maybe three, five-year-old, whatever, and you say to them, don't, don't touch the cake that I've made for the ladies' party later this evening. And you walk into the kitchen. His face is filled with chocolate. So you say to him, you need to say you're sorry. He's repenting. Now, That's what Jesus is going to talk about. So don't look at repenting as a negative word. It's a good word. It says I'm guilty and I want to change. Now, you're going to see something this morning. It's a common feeling from people 2,000 years ago, and it's still going on today. And it has to do with Jesus' teaching. Notice, a belief that was common 2,000 years ago and today, here's what people back then in Jesus' time, he'll address it, still today. Good things happen to good people. And bad things happen to bad people. Well, that's not really true. Now, that's what they believed. And a lot of people today still believe that. But let me show you what the real truth is this morning. Here it is. Truth. Good things happen to both good and bad people. Truth. Bad things happen to both Good and bad people. Can I hear an amen? Amen. See, that's what life is about. Now, what you're going to see when people see that, it always brings up, well, how come bad things happen to good people? It always brings up this question. Well, if, if, if your God is so good, why is there tragedy and disaster and sickness and death in our world? And, and they blame it on God. Well, it's not true. When God created Adam and Eve, 
He said to them, there was no sin, no sickness. They were to live forever, no death, no problems, no tragedies. He said to them, the whole garden's yours. Enjoy life. Have a great time. Just stay away from that tree. Don't eat fruit from that tree. Now, you understand, when they sinned, that sin went to all the world. You and I are born in sin. And because of that, at that moment, the one that tricked Eve was Satan himself. And Adam knew it was wrong, but he went ahead and disobeyed anyway. So what happened? Well, God said, the day that you sin, you will surely die. And man was never made to die. And that went physical death and spiritual death, which means separation from God. Well, Satan began ruling. So who is ruling our world this morning? Our whole earth. It's Satan. So when we see all these bad things, it's basically because of our sin nature and Satan. Now, remember what Satan's goals are. This is the world we're living in. Satan's goals are to steal, finish it with me, kill, and what else? Destroy. So this isn't God. God never planned for any of this stuff, but it's a consequence There are consequences to our sin. So when you see this happening, remember even God, when he finished creation, he sat back and he said, it's all good. There was no bad. Now, we do know, even as Christians, as we already said, sometimes bad things happen to us. Now, sometimes bad things happen to us because we sin. We're going to have consequences just like anybody else. Be sure your sin will find you out. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap from the flesh. We know. But other times, God allows things in our life, and we don't really understand why. Joseph, Old Testament, carried away as a slave to Egypt. Horrible, horrible times in his life, in and out of prison. But in the end, God turned it around for good. Uh, Job, a man lost everything in one day, his family, his kids, or whatever. And his friends came and said, you must have done something wrong, Job. And eventually God turned it around and made it good. That's because we have this verse. We know here, let me read it to you, Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything for Christians to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So we know that when God allows these sufferings and tragedies in our lives, eventually he'll bring good out of them. So maybe you're going through one of these things. You say, Pastor Mark, why did you have to put bad things up there? I don't, I'm going through one of those difficult times. Remember, as a Christian, now if you've sinned, of course, there's the penalty. But God will forgive you and you move on. But maybe it's something, you know, remember when I was sick for five months, I wasn't an act of sin. And eventually I quit saying to God, why? I said to God, teach me what you want me to know while I'm here. And he turned it around, and here I am today. Only got five more pounds, and I'll be the normal me, baby. I mean, it's God. It's God. Well, we found out that the belief that bad things only happen to bad people is an old one and also not accurate. Pastor Mark shared that Jesus said that events in our lives happened to present an opportunity for God to display his glory. We all can think of times where a seemingly negative personal event was used by God to work in us on His behalf. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. 
Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed. Or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue to teach about fruit in our lives, good and bad. We'll hear more about God's love for us and His desire that we be molded into the image of Christ and how events that challenge us accomplish that task. We want to be bearing good fruit for God, so we will want to be submitting more and more to God's will every day. We wish we had more time for this program, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Give it.